And now, the Street Photography Magazine podcast with your host, Bob Patterson. Welcome back. And uh, we have a very interesting guest today. His name is Craig Clark. He lives in uh, Maryland in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, as a profession, he's a, he's a uh, safety director for an electrical contractor. And that means he goes all over the place. And, uh, of course, he has a camera with him when he does it. And uh, actually, it's kind of funny. We just met. We met in person a couple of weeks ago at the uh, street shootout in Fredericksburg, Virginia. But I've, I've known his work for a while because he is, I'm going to embarrass him. He's like the master of the, of the LFI gallery. If you don't know that, that's the, the, the Leica gallery where people uh, can upload their photos. And even if you're not a Leica person, if you want to see good photography, visit that gallery regularly. It's, it's very highly curated. And Craig has lots and lots of work on there especially even master shots, which are hard to get. Anyway, I'm babbling on about that. Craig, welcome. Mm, good morning. Yeah, thanks good for morning. having me on the podcast, Bob. Yeah, well, thank, thanks for being with us. Yeah, we, um, yeah, Craig was a contestant in the, in the uh, Fredericksburg shootout uh, sponsored by the Fredericksburg Street Photography Collective. And uh, we bumped into each other on the street and just started yakking about cameras and stuff. And uh, I said, okay, we got to get you on the podcast. <laughs> I knew his work. I always admired his work. And, uh, you know, and uh, so here we are. So we're going to, we're going to share stuff and uh, just talk photography. So Craig, just before we get into things, into the deep end here, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your background in photography, you know, how you, how you got to where you are today. Okay. Okay. I, um, so. So I guess if I go all the way back to my first experience with a camera and um, I, I won't say the year because then I'll date myself. But when I was in junior high school, I, uh, I was on the yearbook staff and I, I will say that we had 35 millimeter film cameras <laughs> and we had our own dark room. So, uh, so, so people can kind of assume how old I am. But uh, so, so I, I kind of dabbled a little bit then. And then I got out of it and, and, you know, I went to college and I did some things and right around 2001, I would say, I, uh, I, I had a couple friends from college and they were into it and, and I've always been a visual person. I can remember even being a kid looking at like my parents' magazines and, and newspapers and things like that. And, and I've always been drawn to like documentary style photography, um, but so I had a couple friends who had cameras, so I decided I wanted to get a camera. And I, I, um, I don't know if I should say it or not, but I made a mistake and I got a point and shoot camera. And I went and and kind of went out on a little excursion with my buddies, and and they had the DSLRs. And immediately when we got back to to you know the meeting place, and I was looking at my pictures. I was, I was like, you know, why do mine look different? You know, like, like, why can't I control the aperture? Why can't I, or I didn't know what aperture was at the time, but, but you know, why, why, why does mine look different than yours? And, uh, and, and quickly realized I needed a different tool. Right. Um, and, and so my mom actually at the time was a journalism teacher and loaned me a, a, a Nikon. And so I started playing around with that, um, 
and that carried me. I, I, I went through several Nikons and started out probably like many of us doing landscape and, and just kind of, you know, just walking around <laughs> with the camera, taking pictures of things. And I, you know, moved into like long exposures on a tripod, you know, you know the traffic lights and things like that. Um, and then I kind of got out of it for a few years, I'd say around probably, you know, 2012 or so. I kind of got out of it for three or four years, and I, then I picked up another camera, and I actually got uh, a, a Sony mirrorless. I, mm-hmm. uh, I was living in South Austin, Virginia at the time, and there's a really cool camera store down in Raleigh called Peace Camera, and I was on the website one day, and they had a Sony A7R, the original one that that was reasonably priced and and it was full frame i'd always wanted a full frame camera because i thought you know all the pros have full frame (laughs) i gotta have have full frame right and and so you know it it was priced reasonably and so i got it and the whole mirrorless thing i'm sure i'm sure you went through the same process you know the the whole mirrorless thing is kind of a game changer Uh, yeah so so I got the Sony and, and that really got me back into it. Um, living in South Austin, Virginia, I don't know if any of our listeners are familiar, probably not, uh, not a whole lot to photograph down there. <laughs> so, so, you know, again, I was kind of, kind of stuck in landscape and things like that. And, and then my, my work brought me up this way to, uh, to Charles County, Maryland. And, and I work primarily in dc and the surrounding areas and um actually upgraded to an a7r3 and and so i used that for a while and and i had a couple of of, uh zeiss lenses and and a sigma lens and i started seeing more and more street photography on instagram i uh i kind of wanted to get plugged in so i started following the 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 Washington DC street photography club, uh, and, and their stuff. And, and I really, I don't know what it was like, like something about street photography just hit home with me. Like, like that, like the pictures mm-hmm. they were posting aligned with the vision of what I wanted my pictures to look like. And, and so I started pounding the streets in DC and, um, uh, for, for me, I, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but, for me, the Sony just wasn't the tool. Again, hmm. it, it just wasn't. I, I'm not sure why, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Sony's are awesome cameras. Like, yeah, like they're, they they're, they're they're really great cameras. Um, but but just just I don't know, just wasn't right. And so I I, I made a decision and I sold all my Sony gear and bought a used like a Q off of Fred Miranda. Just and like me, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't sell Sony here, but yeah, uh, man, I <laughs> sold right. everything. I, I, I went all in, <laughs> and and it ruined me. I, I mean, it, uh, it, it's a, it was an amazing camera, um, and it, it, you know, that that's kind of what got me here today. Um, you know, aha. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's all about the gear, huh? <laughs> no, 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 I won't say it's all about the gear, but I will say that, you know, it's funny you, you mentioned that I work construction. 
And as a safety person, you know, like one of the things we always say is you use the right tool for the right job. And it's the same way with photography, right? You got to have something that aligns with your vision that, that fits what you need, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Same here. I mean, I, yeah, when I went with mirrorless after Canon for many years, um, I shot with Fuji. Still have Fuji, love it. But uh, yeah, like you, I, I bought a used Q just to try it out, and you know, it's it's like opioids. I think I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's well, yeah, they call it the gateway drug, like they like the Fuji X100. Yeah, now it's the yeah. X100 V. That's the gateway drug to get you into Fuji. Yeah, but uh, it's funny we ran into each other on the street, and he was carrying a, a like a Q2 monochrome, which. I said, oh, I had one of those. I, I had one. I just sold it. And uh, uh, it's a pretty amazing, amazing device, I've got to say. Uh, matter of fact, I was talking, I, I did the two podcasts ago. I was on with Paul Reed. We had recorded it back in the summer. And he shoots with the Q2 monochrome. And we talked about that. And I was talking on the podcast about my my adventure with it. And I had so many people contact me. I've had like several phone calls with people. I got to talk to you about you, this camera and your your journey. <laughs> and, and and I was even during the podcast, I was saying, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it. And I did wind up not keeping it. So if you don't mind, I'm going to talk right now about what I did. So I don't have to have so many personal conversations. Not that I don't like talking to people, but uh, um but uh, the the monochrome is it's amazing. I I got into it because I kept watching these. Uh, Leica does some amazing, um, what they call conversations. You ever watch any of those? Yes, sir. Yeah, they have great uh, great YouTube channel. Uh, they they interview all these amazing photographers and and of course a lot of them are shills for the company. And they were um, a lot of them. Uh, Ralph Gibson was one. Alan Schaller, who I like a lot from the UK. I don't know if you've ever followed him. Yes. And, and they only shoot the monochrome cameras. And uh, I most of my work is monochrome. And uh, so I thought, you know, I got to give this a try. So I did wind up pulling the trigger and buying one. And I loved it. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about your experience shooting at night with it. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it, like everything else, is not without its trade-offs. But you know, I liked it a lot. But I, uh, there's always something nagging at me that you know, it's a lot of money. Do I need one device just for black and white? Because I still like shooting color. And I thought I just couldn't justify it in my mind, so I sold it, and I and I got the Q. No, I got the Q too. Um, this I've always been. I'm sorry, I'm like carrying on about myself, but <laughs> no, but, no, no, no. But uh, um, last year, or not last year, earlier this year, we had a we we sponsored a, a short workshop on on processing black and white, taught by Craig Litton, who's a photojournalist from Florida. He's really really good at it, and I learned some really nice tricks from him, and I got to like a lot my process for for processing. Uh, black and white photos in Lightroom, and it's easy to do. I know you said you don't like to monkey around with it, monkey around with it, but if your exposure's right, it, it's not much work. Right. And uh, 
anyway, I said, you know, I just can't justify it. So I sold it. I got the Q2 and it, I think it's, I think it's working real, real well for me. Although it's not half as good a camera in low light. So that's just me, you know, that's just me. And, uh, so anyway, yeah. So what, why don't you tell us what you were telling me earlier about shooting the bicycle people at night? Yeah. So, so last night, so I, I'll back up a little bit, I guess. I, um, I got the Q2, I got the Q2 monochrome. I was so excited about it. I got it, uh, from the store in DC. I think the week that it came out, like I was on the waiting list. And, and and I'd read about it, you know. I'd seen sample images, and, and and like you, you know, I I look at all the Leica guys who who shoot monochrome only, and uh, and I was just drawn to it. So I got it right off the bat. And one of the selling points is the low light performance, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. and normally I I shoot. Um, you know, I, I, I've said that I work construction and, and I've got a wife and I've got three children. So, so my, my normal, uh, protocol is that on Saturdays and Sundays, I get up at like three thirty in the morning and I'll go to DC and, and I try to get in the city, shoot and be home by the time everybody else wakes up. Oh, wow. So that I don't <clears throat> encroach on family time. Um, but last night w- w- was an exception and i went to something called the dc bike party and it's an event that they have in dc where where a bunch of people get together on bicycles and they meet in the dupont circle area and then they ride through the city and and so last night was the halloween one and everybody had costumes on and stuff and i read about it and i wanted to be there well i got there and it was like pitch dark and and so immediately and i do have a flash i brought a flash with me but i'll admit that i know nothing about flash photography (laughs) zero um and and so i didn't even bother because uh, i didn't want to be there so long and uh you know i didn't have time to get a bunch of shots that were going to be garbage and so i just put the camera on auto iso and shot and uh probably the most challenging conditions that I've used that camera in yet. And most of the pictures that I posted this morning on Instagram are at ISO 25,000, which is, which is, yeah, I mean, you and I both know, like that's unbelievable that you could get a usable image at such a high ISO. Um, I was, I think most of them, I was wide open at 1.7. And I think I set the shutter speed to around one either. It was either, I think, two fiftieth of a second mm-hmm. but the pictures i mean it blew me away i got home and looked at them this morning and i was just like wow you know uh there there's a couple that have a little bit of grain but it's it, going it, to yeah it, well right you're at, yeah. you're at iso twenty five thousand. um but but it, it kind of looks cool it, it almost has a film-like look um mm-hmm. so, yeah no i mean i i, I can't you know i uh, again, you and I were kind of talking about it earlier, and um, there's definitely trade-offs to having a monochrome camera. Um, yeah, I'm fortunate enough to where I have a color camera also, so <laughs> I, I kind of you know I, I float back and forth. Yeah, but but the, it, it's just an incredible tool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Really is. Um, uh, just last night, I was going through my my Lightroom, and I was looking at 
looking at my raw images that, that I took with that, and I go, hmm, <laughs> there really is something here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I don't want to, I'm sure you don't want to get like down the rabbit hole of gear too much. Nah, <laughs> no, nah, I don't need to. We, we but, could probably talk all afternoon. There's but, just a, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no I was going to say there's actually an episode of the B&H podcast with Alan Weiss yep. um, where he and John talk about the the, yep. the differences of the files you get from the Q2 monochrome and then conversion files from a Q2. Yep. And it's good. Yeah. yeah. Well worth listening to. I, I love that podcast, by the way. I, I yeah. listen to it all the time, you know, even about things I'm not interested in. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> they're, yeah, just, they're good. I got to get them on here sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the B&H Photography Podcast, <laughs> however he says that. <laughs> yeah, Alan's funny. Yeah, he is. He's very funny. Very, very, very knowledgeable. Very, Yeah, he's, he's very good at what he does. So um, anyway, uh, I mentioned the LFI gallery when we, when we first started, and uh, I, I had never heard of it until Craig Linton in Florida got me started on it. I mean, it's, it's a great place to look at look at good work and um like i said i've seen craig here uh craig clark's work on there for quite a while and you know he's one of a bunch of people but it, his name always kept popping up so it was it's kind of cool to meet you in person i'd like to take a quick break to thank the street photography magazine subscribers for your support we couldn't do this without you you may have noticed that we don't sell advertising or sponsorships in the podcast or inside Street Photography Magazine itself. And that's because we want to be completely objective about the work we publish and the services and gear that we cover. Our only constituent is you, our listeners and readers. So if you like what we're doing, you can support the show by subscribing to Street Photography Magazine. It's only $5 per month, and you can do it by visiting streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe. And now back to the show. You did one photo. Was it last week or the week before? It was at those those white flags. This is, at the time, it was seven hundred thousand white flags for the people who died from COVID. Yes, and you know we've all seen a million shots of that scene, but yours I thought was really special. Uh, when you Thank kept you. the you had the Washington Monument in the background. And yeah. matter of fact, next to yours, there's another one that somebody else shot. Nothing against their photo, but yours is a lot better. Well, thank you. And thank is that one of the is that one of the times you did like real early in the morning? Uh, no, in fact that that was um, sometimes. Uh, so so I, I work. I, I've got a an office trailer at the Pentagon, and and mm. so I kind of it's kind of a central location uh, to all the jobs that I visit, and. Uh, and sometimes when I drive home, uh, I'll, I'll ride down Constitution just because I, I don't know, I'm cheesy. And I think it's nice to ride down Constitution and <laughs> see all the monuments and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and those flags had been there for a while. And I don't know, that day I just decided it was probably four o'clock in the afternoon. And that day I just decided I was going to pull off and, and I, I figured I needed a photo of it because I wasn't sure how long they were going to be there. And, uh, and, and so I got out and, and it's really, I mean, when you're standing there, you know, not to digress, but there's a, I mean, that's a lot of people that have passed yeah. away from, from COVID. Um, yeah. 
and and so you know it's uh yeah the the gravity is is huge but yeah i just you know hung out there you know i wasn't even there very long maybe 15 minutes and and snapped that one and and then drove on home yeah well it was a winner i think it got a did it get a master shot or is it I think I that, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I think yeah. that one is just in the North America gallery. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You, you've been in there. I don't know how many times I've got, I've, I've been in a three. I got one master shot and I got, I got, I got two, uh, two category shots. And that's it. Then I look at yours, uh, Craig Linton in Florida. I keep bringing Craig's now, but Greg, Craig, I hope you're listening to this. Uh, he's got tons. <laughs> But uh, it's uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's great. Well, you know, competition. I, yeah, yeah. And, and I think overall, I think I have like two hundred pictures uploaded in my. Oh, gallery. do you? Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so maybe it's sheer <laughs> odds. <laughs> maybe they're tired of me uploading pictures, so they just say we need to give this guy a master shot. <laughs> well, I know you told me one of the things you like to do. You do a lot of portraits, a lot of street portraits, where you collaborate. I do. With- yeah, with the uh, with the person, and and a lot of those, a lot of your portraits uh, have you know been chosen as portraits of the week or whatever on the gallery, and right. and uh, I don't know what your secret sauce is, but you know you you talk to people, which not everybody does that, but you get the most natural and relaxed expressions from people, and. I, I don't know how you do it. Maybe it's just the way you come off, you know, cause not every, you know, that, that's a skill. I mean, that, that's a very important and not easy skill, but you just, you seem to come by it naturally. I, you know, I saw you shooting them one day on the street and you've got a couple, you know, have a couple really good shots on that. It's, you know, so it's not like it's an accident. Anything, anything you can tell us on how, how to do that <laughs> successfully? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, way, I, no. Um, uh, no, I. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. Um, it's funny you say that because the other day I was uh, I was walking around DC with a friend of mine, and uh, and he said to me, he was like, Craig, he said you have this gift of of people are just calm and relaxed around you. There you go. Uh, and, and I, I don't. I don't know what that is. Um, I I have no idea. I uh, maybe it's, it's from yeah, probably from being from Southern Virginia. Just you know, yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I try to be kind to people. You know what yeah. I mean. I, I try to talk to people, be an active listener. You know all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. It, it's uh, I I will say this in in my street photography journey, we'll call it. Um, like I said, I kind of started off with a cue. And I started, um, it's kind of funny, you know, I think everybody's idea initially of street photography, they immediately see people walking through a crosswalk. (laughs) And and so, so when when I first got, and, and you can see me, so you'll laugh at this. So when I first got my camera, I used to do this thing with my cue where I would hold the camera like this and I, and I would just walk around and, and as people would pass by, I would snap. Yeah. Pictures. And, and I noticed, and again, I know this isn't a gear review and, and I don't know if it's the difference between megapixels or something, but I noticed, um, 
I had an unfortunate incident. I'll back up, and and, and my QP got stolen, and oh. and so I did have insurance. And so for all the listeners, oh, yeah, 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 for all the yeah. for all the listeners, get insurance on your camera gear. So I had insurance, and, and I replaced the QP with uh, Q2, and I noticed that when I tried that same approach, kind of the shoot from the hip approach uh, with the Q2, that that I missed a lot. I, I don't know if the mm-hmm. autofocus isn't as good or, or, mm-hmm. or what, but, you know, like I said, I only get like a couple hours a week to shoot and I, you know, I don't, nobody likes to miss, but I really don't like to miss. So, so I just, it, in an attempt to, to get more hits, I started talking to people uh, because, you know, if I can talk to you for 15 minutes and then ask you if I can make a photo and I can actually raise the camera to my eye frame it and make sure you're in focus and take a picture then and i gotta tell you at first it was a little weird and frustrating because no longer were my shots you know air quotes candid but mm-hmm. i i gotta tell you okay. Bob, like i love it i love it i love talking to people i love getting a portrait of somebody in their environment uh while they're relaxed you know like i said i've been talking to them there's no pressure, you know, this isn't mm-hmm. a shot. This is like you and I talking and me documenting our encounter. And then we go on about our business and it just, I don't know. It just works. I, I love it. That's great. And you make friends too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever follow Harvey Stein uh, yes. from New York. Okay. That's what he does. That's what he teaches when he teaches workshops. He, um, he's always engaging with people. And uh, I, he doesn't do any or hardly any candid work at all. Right. So some people say that's not street photography. I disagree. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> okay, know. Okay. Here comes the emails. <laughs> Sorry. <right. laughs> Maybe it's not. Uh, but <laughs> whatever. But whatever yeah, it whatever. is, it's what I do. So, so you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, there's definitely still still times where I'm, you know, walking down the sidewalk and I see a you know see light that's really cool on a wall so i'll wait for someone to walk through the frame and stuff like yeah, that sure. i definitely still do that but but i really enjoy meeting people and making a portrait so what percentage your of your shooting time are you using your monochrome versus a color camera uh <laughs> so far um so so i had a q2 and a q2 monochrome and probably three weeks to a month ago i traded the the q2 for an sl2s and i i've barely used that at all i mean <laughs> it's a it, compared to the q cameras and the m cameras it's a tank uh and, yeah. and with the 24 to 70 it's like a tank with a soup can on the end of it um so so i i, I haven't used it much i kind of set that one aside and i figured i'd use that for landscape and and like portraits that i'm asked to do for you know i've had friends ask me to do senior portraits and things like that um but so and and i kind of did that intentionally so that from now on my street work will be 100 percent black and white Mm. i do like the uh the color portrait you did the the girl the day of the dead makeup is that is that something you did for a friend no you know what um so 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 it's funny you you mentioned ralph gibson and Mm -hmm. and he 
when he was on on B&H podcast, he said something that has resonated with me uh, ever since. And, and and what he said was that he only shoots his own concern. Yeah. And and yes. and, and I'm like 100 percent the the same way. And, and I don't say that to to be aloof or arrogant or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've got a job. Yeah. My job pays the bills. And photography is a hobby. It's 100 percent a hobby. Yep. And so I shoot what I want to shoot. And, uh, and, and so that one, I was walking around Fredericksburg again. And to be honest, I had like a half an hour to kill. I was picking up my daughter from King George and I was like, I'm going to go to Fredericksburg. I'm going to walk around. I'm going to get a picture, a slice of pizza, and then I'm going to roll out. <laughs> and I didn't get anything. And so I ended up at the pizza place there in Fredericksburg, got a slice of pizza. And as I was walking back to my car, I saw that girl. And there was actually someone else who was taking photos of her also. And I just asked them, I said, your makeup looks awesome. Would you guys mind if I made a picture? And she said, no, go ahead. You know, and so I snapped a picture and kept walking. Beautiful shot. Oh, man, I love it. It's one of my favorite shots. Yeah. Yeah. Definite keeper. Did you send her a copy? (laughs) Uh, I didn't. You know, they seemed like they were kind of engaged in something. So I didn't get her contact information or anything. which is abnormal. Usually I do that, but yeah. 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 You know, yesterday um, I went to Richmond. Matter of fact, well, my daughter bought me a birthday present, which was back in August, but uh, to, to go see the um, Ansel Adams exhibit. Ooh. And so we finally did it. We went yesterday, a beautiful day. The, uh, Art museum, the museum area. Oh, you, you probably know it well. I mean, just really beautiful. But that was so cool. You know, I'm not I'm not a landscape photographer. You know, I, I mean, I love the outdoors, and I, I like looking at beautiful landscape photos. But um, it made me think of you, actually, because, you know, looking at these beautiful black and white photos. And one thing I really liked in the exhibit, which is going to be over pretty soon, and it's going to be replaced by Man Ray. Mm, mm. <laughs> but uh, he had the same negative that he wanted shot in like 1930-something, a print. And then he reprinted again in like the 1970s. 50, it was like 50 years apart. And it, it was very interesting to see. It was the same exact negative. It was, but it was very interesting to see how his vision evolved over that period of time. And he got a hell of a lot better over those 50 years, I've got to say. But if you have a chance to see his work, definitely go see it. Definitely go see it. It was was a real experience, and it it helped me, I think, with my my black and white vision as well. We'll see when I want to get back out there to shoot. Right. And uh, it was pretty amazing. Anyway, so if you're in Richmond between now and the end of the month, go see it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I got I got us off way off track here. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> get insurance. Where do you get your insurance? Do you, do you have special camera insurance? Or you just do it through your homeowners. I I I. So we rent, and I did like an add on to our renters policy. Okay, through Travelers Insurance. But yeah, not to plug Travelers, but it, I mean it, it's kind of ironic how all that happened because. Uh, my car was broken into. I was taking pictures right before the inauguration in DC. I think it was 
uh, January the 17th or something. And uh, I, my camera insurance policy was like five days old when I filed the claim. So, yeah. so I was like, man, they're going to think that I'm, you know, trying to, trying to commit fraud or something, <laughs> but seamless process. I called, you know, I obviously had a police report and things like that, but you know, I, I guess it took about three weeks maybe. And I got a check in the mail and you know, that was it. Yeah. Well, well worth, I think, I think my camera policy is like $38 a month. Really? So yeah, it's definitely worth every penny of it. Yeah. Well, that, that's for sure. This stuff's not cheap. No, no. Definitely not. Interesting. How, how, how did it get stolen? Uh, I was a dummy. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I actually, I took two cameras to DC with me that day and decided I didn't want to lug a lot of gear around. And so I left my camera bag in the floor of my car, um, mm -hmm. right by the Mount Vernon Metro station. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I trust people and I, and my car was locked and, I had to own a camera bag, and, and I think what it was, to be honest, is it was a own a Bowery bag, I think it's called, and it, it, maybe it looks like a purse or something. Uh, and I would imagine somebody thought, it, yeah, somebody thought it was a purse and smashed my passenger side window, took the camera bag, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no good. <laughs> no no good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you I actually trust me. people in Washington, D.C. Uh, I did. <laughs> you're that guy. <laughs> I didn't know anybody trusted anybody inside. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, well, you were in Virginia. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, yeah. My bad for sure. <laughs> That's too bad. I, uh, man, I hate to hear that. Yeah. Get insurance. Good point. Good point. So who's your biggest influence? My biggest influence. Yeah, you, obviously, you're a student of the, uh, you're a student I, I, of the craft. Yeah, I would have to say there's somebody um, on Instagram. He he's gonna blush when I say this because I always drop his name. His uh -huh. name is Patrick Stevens, and and his handle is always chasing daylight. Uh -huh. And and I, in fact, I almost uh, credit him with. Uh, he he he's just been a huge influence on my street photography. Um, I like him. I like you know all the classics. I, I've got I've got a stack of photography books over here. Um, but but in terms of just like influences, I'd say he's the biggest one. Really? And yeah, yeah. Always chasing daylight in Inst on Instagram. Are there like uh, underscores between those? No, sir. I think it's, it's one all, big word. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to check them out. And, and then you know, I mean, obviously, there's others. I, uh, I like, I, I watched the movie not too long ago. I think it's called Everybody Street. Oh yeah, have you ever seen that? Yep, yep. And like, I like the Bruce Gilden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the, uh, I don't know, I like the way he just gets up in, in people's faces with this flash and like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I guess he doesn't do that anymore. But yeah, you. Yeah, takes guts. He's yeah. a New York guy, you know. He is. Oh, he's very, very, very talented person. And uh, I've talked to a number of people who've taken his workshops. Some people, some people have come away crying. Others say, others keep coming back. 
Right. You know, <laughs> I think he just tells it like it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's, that's, um, I always tell people, you know, I have, uh, he, he's one of the two guys that I started to shoot with when I got my first camera way back, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I can remember <clears throat> I'd go out and shoot and I'd come home and I'd have a picture I was really, really proud of. And I'd email it to him and I'd be like, man, you know, look at this picture that I got. Oh, really? And, and he always had something negative to say, like, uh-huh. you know, you could have framed it better or, man, eh, this is a little soft or, you know, yes. you know that. That's and okay. at the time it was like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like you know, but all those things that he used to tell me are things that I look at very closely now. Yeah. So, you know, it made me a better photographer. And, and to be honest, I wish sometimes that I could be more honest with my friends. <laughs> and then that sounds horrible, but sometimes, you know, like friends will send you a picture and they're like, what do you think of this one? And, and like, I have a really hard time being critical. Yeah. People Most stuff. people do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a really hard time with it. So, you know, I, uh, if you've got a friend or, a uh, a, a buddy you shoot with who, who gives you constructive criticism, then you should cherish that and, you know, take it yeah. hard. And, and it's not personal. It, it's just to make you a better photographer. Yeah. 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 It does. It, it hurts. But then when you have time to think about it, you go, yeah, they were right. Right. Yeah. So uh, how did you connect with them to do that? You just like emailed them. Hey, Bruce, please look at this photo. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't talking about Bruce. No, no, no. Oh, okay. About a friend of mine uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that oh. I used to shoot with. No, okay. no, no, no. no. <laughs> wow. That's a nice of them. No, 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 no. But yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, just everybody saying nice shot, nice shot isn't going to get you anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. So, so when you were in Richmond, did you walk around at all? Like in the area? A little bit. We, I was with my wife and daughter and that's like the last thing they want to do. Right. And we had, we had time tickets. So, you know, we had to get there in time. And then, but we did walk, um, we did walk, you know, about a mile or so up to, um, up to a bar where we went to get, get some beers and snacks and stuff afterwards. Right. And so I shot a little bit during that, but you know, it, it, it's hard to do when you're, when you're with people who aren't really into it. I have a real hard time not hijacking every family trip and turning it into a photo. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah you and me both yeah yeah yeah, yeah. now i, I lived mean, in richmond for 15 years i guess oh you did and nice um, and i've been there a few times kind of like you you know i'm normally with family and stuff like that but, yeah. but it seems like it'd be a cool place to do street photography there's definitely a lot of interesting folks walking around the street there yes there are i'm i may may run down there i am coming up to dc in a couple weeks um I'm leading a photo walk. We have a camera club here. Right. Charlottesville Camera Club. And they don't do anything like this. I mean, it's mostly flowers and birds and, you know, pretty nice, pretty pictured landscapes. Some of the people are just really, really talented. But uh, so they asked me if I could, you know, lead a lead an outing. So we're going to go up there in early November. Nice. Nice. And uh, I got to get them to put their big zooms away. And- yeah. <laughs> But, uh, 
Um, in the neighborhood you're going to walk? Well, I can I tell you, I, uh, you know, people are uncomfortable. They're new to it. So I thought I wanted to hang around the uh, Lincoln Memorial. I think mm-hmm. that's a great place to shoot. I love being in there back in the shadows when people first walk in and mm-hmm. see it because it's so impressive. And you know, there's a lot of stuff going on on the steps. I like the uh, same thing with the the Korea Korea War Memorial, which I think is one of the most amazing ones on the mall. Right. And uh, but there, but then I want to, you know, I want to go to Chinatown and you know up by the metro station up there. Yeah. Some great yeah. Chinese noodles around there too. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny when when we first moved up this way. Before I knew my way around DC really well, I used to um, I used to go to the Lincoln Memorial almost every Saturday morning. Yeah, uh, and I would watch the sunrise. Oh. And and you're right. Um, the way that the as the sun rises, the way that the light comes through the columns inside the memorial is is incredible. If you're in there when that happens, you get the little blocks of light. It's really cool. Um, I've never been there at sunrise. Yeah. It's oh man, and it's usually packed. There's usually tons of photographers and tons of people in blankets just sitting there on the steps watching the sunrise. But I will say this: okay, I've probably got a hundred shots of sunrise uh, on the mall. <laughs> uh, but I, I did like a series, probably I don't know a year ago. Uh, it's not something I published or anything. But uh, and it was just things that I had seen in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And there's so many tourists and so many different walks of life that pass through that area that inevitably, if I would go there and and just sit on the steps for an hour, you're going to see something. You, you're going to see something or somebody uh-huh. interesting walk by through your frame. You know, I think I've got like 20 frames where the Washington Monument's in the background and there's something of interest going on in the foreground right there in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I've got one of two people they were standing, somebody else was photographing them, and they were standing apart from each other, holding their hands out, facing each other, and they were, I guess, framing the uh Washington Monument. And someone was taking a photo of them just lined up properly, and then I got a photo of the whole scene, <laughs> right? Right, which is pretty quirky, yeah, yeah. I got one a couple months ago of uh, four people on bicycles riding through there. And I got it. I got it. It's kind of funny. I'm looking for it now. I got it just right so that there's two bikes on each side of the Washington Monument. And and I actually had someone ask me if I staged that photo. (laughs) And I was uh, was like, no, you know, I didn't stage it. Um, But yeah, it's just if you just hang out there for a few minutes. You're you're bound to get a good picture. Yeah, I, uh, of course this isn't the Washington Monument. It, I mean, no, I'm, this isn't the Lincoln Memorial, but it's the Washington Monument. You have that photo of that guy. You were at one of those protests, the one that was like a few weeks ago, I guess. Not much right. was going on. It was one of those people protesting the people being arrested for invading our capital. And right. uh, but you got a picture of this guy's foot or his leg. Framing the the monument was it the monument? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the Capitol. Oh, the Capitol. That's right. It was the Capitol. Yeah. Sorry, that that's in your LFI gallery. I go, wow, that was that's a great shot. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that shot is that uh, that was I won't call it an accident, but 
I was kind of bored because that that morning I showed up with Lou from from the Leica store in DC and another friend of mine. And when we got there, there were more photographers than there were <laughs> protesters. And so we kind of looked at each other and we were like, all right, you know, let's we'll split up and we'll walk around for a few minutes and we'll meet back up in an hour. And I there was not much to take pictures of other than other photographers. So I saw that guy standing there on the wall and I saw his Doc Martens. And my daughter wears Doc Martens. And when I was a teenager, <laughs> I wore Doc Martens. And so I was like, man, I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to get a picture of this guy's Doc Martens. And right as I took the picture, he stepped down and and just luck. Yeah. Yeah. Bang. It just luck. It framed the Capitol perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize it till I got home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, that and that happens so much. I don't know if that's your experience, but um, like the uh, the the event that we met at in Fredericksburg. Yeah. You know, we were given three hours to shoot from three to six, I think it was. And I got some decent shots, you know. I mean, I love just walking around. I met some people. I, I, yeah. I made, some, made some photos. And then I went in and submitted all my photos and, <laughs> and left. And as soon as I walked out of the coffee shop, I got the picture of that guy in the ice cream cone. Um, <laughs> That's a great shot. Yeah, oh, I love that picture. It's one of my favorite pictures. Um, and it was like, you know, it's just totally random. I, I was on my way back to my car. And that guy was standing there and I was like, hey, man, do you mind if I take a picture? And he made that weird face. Yeah. It's perfect. kind of a strange picture. But yeah. 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 Well, we got to remember these photos because I want to put them in the article so people can see them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If it's okay with you. Yeah. Another, another one of yours I like from D.C. on the Metro was the girl hold, holding her hand up, you know? So. <laughs> holding right. her hand up for your camera. Well, so I've got uh, that, that, that picture has, it's funny. We talked about Bruce Gilden because I, uh, that picture has this horrible story behind it. Oh, it does. Uh, It it does. And as long as it doesn't end with you being, having the, you know what beat out of you. Oh, no, 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 no. But, um, yeah, that, 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 uh, that was a miscommunication. I thought it was okay to take that picture. Uh, and and a, as I raised my camera, I got the hand <laughs> in front of my camera. Um, and, and yeah, I, yeah, it just, it, it didn't work out like I thought it would, but, <laughs> but back to the Bruce, like her, she, she had this makeup. The reason that uh, I want to take the picture is because I, I, I drove through there and she had this black makeup that was like all like smeared down her face. Like, like whatever she'd been doing, she'd had a rough day or rough uh, night or something. And so I saw her and I was like, ah, you know, I'm going to go around the block. And if she's still there, when I come back, I'm going to you know, hop out and I'll talk to her for a little while and I'll see if I can't get a picture. Well, so I ran around the block and she was still there. And so I, I, I parked and I walked over to the bus stop and I, um, I talked to the guy who was standing next to her for a minute. And then I looked at her and yeah, I mean, I couldn't get a read on the situation. So I asked, I said, you know, hey, do you mind if I take a picture? And I, I kind of got a nod. And so I thought it was okay. And as I raised my camera, uh, I got the hand. And and uh, there she she yelled at me a little bit afterwards and, and stuff. It, it, yeah, I felt, yeah. I felt really bad about it. But and so, you know, I was on the fence for a while about even posting that picture. 
And then I, I showed it to a couple of my close friends and they were like, no, go ahead. You know, what's the harm? Go ahead and post it. And it's funny. I think that picture has gotten more likes than any other photo on my Instagram feed. It's emotional. It's good. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Reminds me of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> talk, talk to the hand. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One of the Terminator movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know who wouldn't have felt bad about that one? Bruce Gilder. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and that's what I had in my mind the whole time. I was yeah. like, this is going to be sweet. This is my Bruce Gilder moment. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get this. Because, you know, a lot of his people look like they've lived rough lives, you know. Yeah, uh, that's true. That, that I've got a book by him. And, like, I think it's about carnival workers or something. And, like, everybody just kind of looks weathered. And, yeah, so I had in my mind, I was like, this is it, you know. <laughs> it didn't work out, but. Wow. Sounds like you have a lot of photo books. I do. I, I do. I, uh, I'm trying to get more, you know, I like looking yeah. at that. Uh, I've been collecting them. So if you're in your house, your house catches on fire, your family's safe. They're all outside. And you can grab one photo book and take it with you. Which one is it? Hmm. <laughs> Man, that's tough. You got to decide fast. Cause it's, you know, Oof. that's tough. Um, you don't have this much time to decide. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would probably grab the Americans. Ah. Do you have the hardback? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's just something about yeah, the photos in that book. It, it's uh, it's kind of I don't know. It's hard. You get it. I'm sure it's hard. Yeah, to I have, yeah. There's just something about the pictures in that book, like the pictures in that book aren't even terribly complex. No, it's just, it's the emotion behind them. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know how, how he did it. Yeah. Of course yeah. he did a lot of it. So. Right. Right. Yeah. That's cool. You know, I was thinking about, it's something I, um, that I thought about last night while I was driving into DC to take, pictures of the bike thing um th i guess that's one of my problems with social media is that uh our our photos don't get uh i don't even know how to word it they don't get the attention like no. I, I i doubt and, and and i'm not even saying that my photos uh are are worthy of someone's attention i don't know you know i'm just a dude with the camera but but you know everybody you, you see it you click the little heart and then you scroll past it. And, and that's yep. like all the attention our pictures get. So I don't know if anybody ever looks deeply into a photo mm -hmm. to, to think about what was going on there. None of us do. Sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just flipping through social media. Just the, yeah. Just the ephemeral nature of Instagram or, or any social media. It's you get like maybe one or two seconds of someone's attention and then they're on to the next thing. That's it. It's yeah. The attention economy. That's why books are so nice. Cause you can just sit down, you know, relax in your own time and spend time with the photos. Yeah. Big yeah. difference. Big difference. So what's your favorite book? Oh, that's a good question. I, mm, oh man, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> you did it to me. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. Turnabouts. I'm turning around. I'm looking at my, looking at my collection. I'm gonna say, wow. 
The Americans is good, but that's that's actually my son's book. So ah, okay. I can't count that. Okay. Um, I would say. Well, I got I've got to quit doing that to people because then, then they start doing it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one by Horvat called Sidewalk. Do you have that one? No. That one's really good too. Yeah. Well, you know what? One of my favorites right now is. It's a book by a guy named Robert Blomfield. Probably never heard of him. Mm-mm. He passed away almost a year ago. Uh, he was a doctor in um, in uh, Scotland, in Edinburgh, Scotland, and we um, we met him through a photographer, um, Stu Edwards, in uh, who, who did a, a film about him, okay. a documentary film about him, just quite good it's short you know about 10 15 minutes um but as he he was you know he was very old and he was sick and his sons published a book of his photos that just he's like you you know he's busy being a doctor but his hobby was photography and he just did a beautiful job just documenting life on the streets in and around edinburgh scotland and they published the book a year ago it's it's uh, robert blomfield edinburgh 1957 to 1966 huh. and um we featured him last december matter of fact he passed away the day the the article the day the issue was published oh wow and the son reached out to me and told me well i just want to let you know that my dad is, you know passed away very sad and uh, um he said but i want to let you know we pub- we're publishing a book of his work so i immediately bought one and uh had, they had to ship it from the uk but it's very reasonable he did beautiful work very 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 thoughtful stuff huh. so that's probably it you know what i want and and if i if i get it if i ever get it that'll, that'll probably be on my <laughs> take it out of the house list right and it's pittsburgh by eugene smith he did it huh. 60s i think amazing i'm from near pittsburgh so you know i kind of have an emotional attachment to it so a lot of it was shot in that area it's kind of a unique area and uh uh he really captured the you know kind of the vibe of pittsburgh he spent a year on it life magazine sent him there for like a week to do a story and he stayed and he did an entire book on it and it it, it's like if you can get one it's like two hundred dollars Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you have there? You were talking about some other uh, book. Yeah, you know, called. only I can see this, so that's okay. Frank right. Orvay, Sidewalk. Oh yes, yes. I, I think it. I want to say I got that off Amazon or something yeah. for like thirty bucks. But if you don't have a copy, it's well worth having a copy. I think Frank Horvat Sidewalk. Yes, I saw some of the work from that not too long ago. Somebody else had recommended it. I forget who it was, but I wrote it down and I, I saw a little bit of it online. Right. Yeah, books are great, but but they say never move books if you're moving somewhere, you know, because they oh, accumulate and they, they weigh a ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get the LFI magazine? No, I don't. I, I know you, there's a deal. You can get one for a little while. It's, I, I should. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that too. I always, you know, I get inspiration from all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. But, you know, we, we need more 
stuff on paper, including us. You know, we're digital only right now. Mm. Uh, we're thinking of doing some printed versions. Right. Just because, well, when you print something, you have full control over what it looks like. Right. When somebody's looking at, at your work on a computer screen, you don't know how that's calibrated. Right. You don't know if it's old, from CRT, <clears throat> or, you know, the brightness is too high or low. Yeah. So when you, when you print it, it comes out the way you want it. Well, and that's something I need to work. I don't know how you are, but but I print even for for myself. I print very very little. Me too. I, I don't yeah. have. Yeah, I see you got some stuff on the walls behind you. I I print. I could count on both my hands all the prints that I have of of, of my stuff, and, and it's nice to see something printed. You know, the real thing. Um, oh I yeah. Don't, I just don't do it. I don't know why. That's why the um, uh, the Ansel Adams thing just really struck me yesterday. You know, to to see it. I mean, he he was a master printer, obviously, and but to, to see it in person, you know, lit the way it's supposed to be. It, it, there's nothing, you know, no um, no substitute. Yeah, the big photo behind me is was by Mark Indig, who I interviewed on here. A couple months ago, he he was uh, a winner in the Los Angeles contest that I that I judged. It was, it's not a bribe. He just he sent it to me because he's a nice guy, and he's a he's a fabulous printer as well. Huh. And uh, I know I'm thinking about buying a printer. Uh, right. Although there's a shop here in town that prints, and they're really good. I mean, they they print for a lot of the professionals around town. Huh. Okay, and uh, um. And it's not that expensive to have it done right, right? And I don't know if it's worth buying a buying a printer when I can go to them. And <laughs> yeah, well, even printing is the same way. You know, you can you can spend a lot of money on prints, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of what I I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of funny coming from somebody who shoots it like a camera, probably. But it's like <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'll go to one of those sites and add a bunch of prints to the cart, and then I look at the total, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll just wait on that. Uh, yeah, well, if you come through Charlottesville much, there's, I can recommend you go to the, this place. Just have a few done. Well, like, don't mail it to you. It's called Stubblefields. 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 Okay. You're in the area. What do you? Uh, so, what do you think about street photography in Charlottesville? Um. You know, I do it all the time. There's, uh, you know, it's um, the busiest place is our is our uh, the uh, the mall, the pedestrian mall, which right. is nice. Um, sometimes it's real busy. Sometimes it's not. You know, I've been there so much. But then some of the people from Fredericksburg came here to shoot, and it they they were familiar with it, but. Uh, um, but they loved it and they had a really good time and it was fun being with them. And I was able to see the area with, with different eyes. Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, so that's a good spot. All I was going to say is that, you know, I've been to Charlottesville a few yeah. times, but I grew up in, in South Austin, Virginia, like I said, yeah. and, uh, and Chapel Hill is relatively close. And I went to college in Fredericksburg. So I have an experience with Mary Washington. Ah. And it, seems like, it seems like college towns always attract they do like yeah. weirdos. Yes, they do. <laughs> We've and, got our share. Uh, yeah. And I love taking pictures of weirdos. Um, yeah. So I would envision Charlottesville as a pretty decent place to, to walk we, around. We do. Yeah, we do. We do have our share. That's for sure. 
Uh, we have a we have a farmers market. We actually have two farmers markets on Saturday morning. Uh, they're just a few blocks apart, and there's a lot of interesting characters there. So I, I like I like to shoot down there. Huh? But maybe we'll get up one day and and walk the farmers market. Maybe we get the guys from uh, the Fredericksburg group or something. We yeah, come on over. Yeah. Come on over. It's good and a lot of good food there too. Oh, sure. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of the people now. I, I've done. I did a photo story on one of the vendors. Who had a really interesting story, so I did a whole. It's it's even in the magazine. Huh? And you won't see much of my stuff in the magazine. It's not good enough, but oh. <laughs> I've got that one in there. And I'm doing sort of an ongoing project called uh, Something from Nothing, and I want to feature people, do a story on people who start started something from scratch from from nothing and turned it into something. Huh. You know, some are artists, some are business people. But yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's the that's the name of it. So I've I've got I've got to got to get back into that now that COVID hopefully is going by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I I really kind of dove headfirst into the street photography thing right at the same time that COVID hit. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of interesting. And then, you know, you hear people say, you know, oh, I don't like taking a photo of somebody with a mask on. You know, a lot of people have a lot of rules, Bob. And like, I don't, <laughs> I don't live by, you know, if, if it's a good picture and the person has a mask on, then I take the picture. I, you don't know. be dogmatic. That's right. Right. Yeah, I yeah. agree. You know, yeah. I, I hear and I hear other people say, you know, they won't take a picture of somebody who's got a phone in their hand. Yeah, uh, sometimes they're interesting. Yeah, right. just something we see all the time. But right, exactly. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did one in in the metro, waiting for a train, and I think it was two people, and and you know how dingy and dark it is down there, and oh, and yeah. and uh, but. Someone was looking at their phone, and the light from the phone lit up their face in an interesting way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's buried in there somewhere. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Craig, looks like uh, we're coming to an end of our time here. And uh, before we do that, why don't you tell us where people can find out more about you? So, so right now, I um, I've got an Instagram page. It's Craig C R A I G underscore underscore clark c-l-a-r-k um i don't at the moment have a website i've been toying with the idea of building a website uh if at some point i do it'll be linked through my instagram page good good one place that's good that's good and as i said before i do encourage you to get to get a website sometime maybe in the heart of winter or something right right yeah yeah it's good to have that real estate own it. You never know what's going to happen with these flaky social media sites. Oh yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm an aggressive Instagram poster. I try to post every day. Do you? Yeah. But, but I, uh, I don't. I wish there was another avenue. I'll there is. It's called yeah. a website. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thank been you. around for a while. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Craig underscore underscore Clark. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that it's two underscores. Cause it's, yeah, it uh, looks like one. It looks like one, but yeah, it's definitely two. 
All right. Well, thanks, Craig. Appreciate yeah, it. It was a lot so of much. fun. Yeah. Like I said, thank you so much for having me. It's, You're it's welcome. It's been an honor to be asked to be on here. I've been listening to the podcast for a long time. Uh, you know, it was an honor to meet you in person, to be able to walk around with you and be a part of the event in Fredericksburg and, cool. and to be able to talk to you like this. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate it. Your thoughts about the show go a long way in helping us decide on the guests and the subjects that we include in each episode. So please take a few moments to write a review in Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to stream your podcasts. It helps us know if we're on the right track and it helps others to find and enjoy the show. The editor of Street Photography Magazine is Ashley Refo, and our audio engineer is Russell Boyd from WeBit Studios found at webitstudios.co.uk. I'm Bob Patterson, and this is the Street Photography Magazine podcast, a service of Street Photography Magazine. <music>